Hi, Matt. Hi, Asha. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the AF High List. We're your hosts, and we are watching the top 100 greatest films of all time, American films. As decided by the American Film Institute. What number are we on this week, Matt? This week we are on number 16, All About Eve. All About Eve. All About Eve. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I know podcasts aren't visual, but the visual you have in your head about what he did is exactly what he did. There was a lot of gesture happening. Fantastic. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Jumping into it, this is a movie that I didn't really know anything about. I knew nothing about this film. Like, I've heard the title all about Eve, but I've never, like, I never knew anything about it. I never knew anything about it. I think I knew Betty Davis was in it, but I didn't... I didn't even know that much, but I I know who she is. It's not something I know, but I'm like, oh, about Eve, what is that movie? And somebody's like, that movie with Betty Davis. I'm like, oh, okay. That's That's like where it ended, because I feel like I didn't even know that Betty Davis was in it. I just had to like sort of be... I was reminded that Betty Davis is in this movie. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, that's that movie. So I knew nothing about this film like if we were doing if we were doing like charades or something or not charades what is it like oh my god there's a fly in your fucking cup it's such a cavernous cup that a fly got stuck in it trying to fly i was able there was a fly in my cup and i was able to take a drink of water and neither interacted (laughs) there's so much room in this cavernous cup it's it's a big fucking cup (laughs) babe you're drinking out of a big fucking cup (laughs) if i had a soundboard i would sample big fucking cup (laughs) guys send me a soundboard (laughs) is that what they're called i don't know audio clearly because my podcast is shitty (laughs) no isn't a soundboard like the knobs and stuff is oh, I want that too. Uh, what's the... Mm, oh, maybe it is a still a sound. No, there's a name for it when radio sh- guys have like the... Yeah. <laughs> what is that called? A soundboard. soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even did care. did a bit. <laughs> We're holding hands. This is so special. Um, I don't even care if anybody makes fun of us for this fucking thing. You're welcome. We you just were, did a bit for that. Half the people out there are like, that's hilarious. They don't know what it is. Blah, blah, blah. And like, there are some people who are like, these fucking idiots. They don't know what a soundboard is. And I'm like, but you're feeling something. And a lot of days, most of us don't feel anything at all. You're welcome. <laughs> we made you feel things. Uh, and that is the goal of the AF High List. That's a next t-shirt. The AF High List. We make you feel things. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good slogan. It's a very good slogan. We make you feel things. Because the uh, first one was, we have fun here. Because don't we? we don't we here. all? We all have fun here. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the stone coldest look after that. No, I think I was just surprised someone else was in the room because I looked away for a second. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's me. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, do you know what that's worth? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ooh, heaven. 
is a place on earth. <laughs> Did you not hear it in your head? I hear it now, but I didn't hear it till the second half of that. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. So speaking of music, so I want to go into this movie here. Fuck off. Don't you do don't you fucking do these transitions. Jeff. <laughs> I hate these transitions. It's gonna be part of our shtick now. Oh, I'm gonna punch you every time you transition. <laughs> but but this is true. And I wanna I wanna mention this before we segue, get into the movie. Segue. I just wanna mention this before we get into the movie, because it's not about the movie. So like I mentioned, the only thing I knew about the movie was Betty Davis sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we were watching we watched this on Voodoo, so when we were like ordering it or whatever it was just betty davis's face yeah is the cover or whatever so i assume she was eve and so oh yeah i'll get into that in a second um <laughs> but we started singing the song betty davis eyes by kim oh, Carnes. absolutely we were like we sang we actually sang the whole first verse oh we kept going. uninterrupted because we were having so much fun doing it. And we weren't even singing it. We were literally saying the words. Like in a cool... Because that song is so dope. That song is awesome. Which my next note was that I we need to do this at karaoke. This Absolutely. is a karaoke song. Oh, hey, listeners. Matt and I love karaoke. We will embarrass ourselves like hardcore in front of people. But we will put on a damn show. You know, we get everybody involved. We're like... Everybody's happy for us. Even if we tank, they're like, they tried. We are, we, we can get the crowd going. Yeah. Get the crowd fired up. We pick some good songs that people forget about. Yeah. We want to sing uh, Betty Davis' eyes. It's so good. So come on, join us. <laughs> you guys want to meet up sometime? <laughs> you guys want to like do Hang something? <laughs> we extend the invitation and people are like yeah we will and we're like oh we're busy <laughs> yeah. i can't get off the couch right now because <laughs> i'm high and watching all, all about, about eve, eve. <laughs> <laughs> this movie starts at the it's like kind of a wraparound where it's like it starts at the end of the movie yes and it's it's not an Oscar ceremony. It's like the theater ceremony. Like right. It's it's like if the Oscars were for the, theater. For the and I know they right. have the Tonys. They have the Tonys. Oh yeah. But like this is if the Oscars were the yeah. It's Tonys, like the basically. best of the best or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they're in New York City. Yeah, I think so. Oh, those are details. We don't need those details. Details. <laughs> like Saratoga. I don't know. <laughs> um. So that's my other favorite song that I went into effortlessly. Wow. We're just scatting now. Yeah, that's the rest of our episode. Welcome to the AF scat list. Jesus Christ. I feel like when you're stoned, when you make a really flat, like, sound, scat. you have Blast. to stay. You have you, you don't, you can't go back up. You can't say, fucking, scat list. Scat list. It, I have to think about it to yeah. say it. And I clearly wasn't thinking when I scat said list. it. Scat list. Scat <laughs> list. It's like your mouth is frozen in that flat position. I gotta cut some of this out. <laughs> I think you gotta leave all of this in. <laughs> Not all of it. All of it. No. Every second How of it. dare you. <laughs> but anyways, they're at the ceremony. <laughs> and 
immediately we're introduced to the critic first. Yes. Correct. Correct. Do it, the critic. Well, he's narrating. He's sitting at a table and he starts narrating what's happening. They're like, oh, so and so is being honored. This is so and so. And then we get to see who it is and every like we see Betty Davis, we see um Eve or whatever winning an award. But it's being narrated by DeWitt. And I immediately was just like, this is an example of narration I don't love. Ooh, really? But that narration doesn't take a major role in the movie. It switches between characters. Yeah. And it's very brief. When it happens. Yeah. Um, So I didn't hate it when the movie got going, but when it first opened up, I was like, ooh, I don't like this. I, I am a person much like you. Uh, but I just like in a more general sense just hate voiceover. Yeah, I, like I hate like we talked narration. about this with Sunset Boulevard a bit. Oh, did we? Yeah, I'm, yeah, we I'm did. I'm probably about to say the same thing that I said in that movie because I said I, I think it works here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Old movies can get away with it. Well, I think what for me it was the writing was so good, not like writing like you know like prose, but like punchy and like dialogue-y. Mm-hmm. and like the yeah the the sort of inflection on things that this guy was saying i was like interested i was like "Ooh, tell me more like well because it like switched around to different perspectives it's like we almost met their personalities before we saw their characters yeah like see them interact with people it's like we heard their real voice so we knew who they were before we were like really introduced to them so i think it really worked there but like initially it put me off and i was like fuck am i gonna hate this movie (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned, because I'm going to tell you if I did or not. <laughs> You're going to find out very soon. I didn't. It's great. <laughs> uh, first thing that I wrote down during this movie uh, was McHughie time. <laughs> I wanted to write a note for myself for later that at the beginning of the movie, I was like, ooh, I got to remember this for munchy time when we cover this at the end of the episode. So I wanted to write in my notebook... Munchy time. Save yes. this for that. Like, a, oh. in big, like, letters so I could uh, know to avoid this topic. But here we are anyway. Because <laughs> um, you made it a topic. Because I wrote M-C-H-U-I-E. <laughs> Munchy. <laughs> and you... And I finished the word. <laughs> like, I wasn't like, this is wrong. I was just like, let's see this through. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, I guess we're already going. Your muscles just took over. Yeah. It was sheer animal instinct to write. Just keep following Keep through. following through until I got to the word time, which I did spell correct. It was just like... Guys, if you want to, like, physically do it, because, like, imagining it, you're like, oh, I guess you could, like, kind of get there. No, when you see it written out on a page, and if you didn't know the word munchie was his intention, it looks insane. Yeah. They're... M-C-H-U-I-E And then I'd be like word jumble And I'm like ooh McHughie (laughs) Could it be Chewy Like you know like just There's no N in there It's like so weird looking Absolutely insane The work of sociopath (laughs) No But maybe (laughs) Maybe. Yeah I kind of never had uh, That happen before where it's, it just was like 
total blank, but see it through. <laughs> I've had that happen, like, when I'm high. It's like, your, your brain's like, oh, I'm going to write this word. And then you look up and you don't pay attention. So then your brain's like, oh, what were the letters we were going to write? And then they still kind of write letters they anyway. They close. Yeah. It's always kind of close, but, like, really far off. And you're like, what? It's because you, like, left it for a second. Yeah. And autopilot went on. Bodies are crazy. I think my note is specifically aimed at the guy who starts DeWitt, the Mm -hmm. um, critic. I thought for a second he was going to be the main character. Yeah, because you don't know that this is going to be a movie that's going to jump around, like, for a while. Yeah. So you kind of do think he is the main character. Yeah. Which got me confused because he kind of looks like one of the... Other, boyfriend other guys slash yeah husband the bland white men in this all look the same yeah did i say white men what no you said white men <laughs> the white men <laughs> <laughs> but because i thought that this bland white man um was the narrator i immediately was like forming full-on opinions of them because they were talking at me a lot so I literally was just like, I hate this guy. What a diva know-it-all. <laughs> like, he was giving me, like, such, like, bad vibes. But then it's kind of funny because he plays a critic and all critics are perceived like that. Yeah, he's playing, like, the villainous caricature of a critic in this movie. Yeah. And it's a fu- it's a fun performance. I like oh, this. for sure. I like this character. So you're put off by him, but I... Well, I see how you were put off by him, but then you kind of come around to it, right? Like, well, then his character is necessary because he's one of the players. He's not just the main person. Watching a main person like that is very off-putting because you're like, I can't relate to this person. Yeah, But, but having a- him as a side character is really great because it plays off the other, the other personalities in there. Yeah. A one bit of narrating that I didn't like wasn't even wasn't even narrating but early on in the film when we do switch times and uh, it goes back in time to see how we got to eve winning this award yeah and then we switch narrators too basically i forget who takes over at that point it's um the friend the mutual friend between eve and Betty Davis's character. Yes, yes. she so, takes over as the next. And she's a narrative. major character. I don't know her name. I don't remember her name either, but she's Karen. Karen, good job. We got there. We got there. Good. Yeah, Karen. So we jumped to Karen. My, I said that without thinking it. It came out like a muscle memory. That was thing. beautiful. Karen. I feel like I wrote her name down somewhere, but I can't find it. Karen. But yeah, we jumped to Karen. And uh, we get Eve introduced to Betty Davis's character mm-hmm. who is like this big star big theater star everybody loves her she her shows her are shit. selling out yeah and she's just a super fan and when sort of begrudgingly she gets brought in uh, by Karen to meet uh, Betty Davis's character she is kind of you know creepy and off-putting at first and then she tells a story of her past Yes. But it goes on forever. And it's And just, I was stoned and I was like, either show me a flashback or cut to something. You're losing me. You're losing me during this part. That scene is like amazing and I'm sure it's one of the reasons it's like so strongly considered, especially with acting. I'm, I yeah, it's like I no t- cuts. She's doing it like she's mm-hmm. in the whole moment. It's a big acting exercise thing. I, as a viewer, need a visual component. <laughs> You didn't even mention the fact that, like, 
It's just showing her the whole time. Yeah. It's just a shot on her. Oh, it's probably known for this because of the acting. I didn't look up whether or not she won or was nominated. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure she was. Like... That information is easily accessible, and neither of us thought to look this up. Oh, I was watching the movie, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, This Same. is another movie that, like, this... I've never seen. All the ones we've never seen, like, we really do watch the movies. Like, yeah, we're stoned, and we say some stupid shit throughout. But, like, we're really paying attention to these movies. Oh, yeah, no, I'm watch- I'm actively watching the film. How I'm not long just... was this movie? Uh, Two hours and 18 minutes. So, like, pretty long. Flew by. Two hours and 18 minutes is, like... A Hunger Games sequel or something. Yeah. I feel like that's such an outdated reference. And I'm like, did I even see any of the sequels? <laughs> we saw all of the sequels. We oh, saw the we? sequels together, I think. Oh, it's not a really memorable film then. No. The Remember the second Hunger Games is like pretty good. And we were like, ooh, this is going in a fun direction. And then like three and four are just like fucking wisps of like nothing movies. Like where nothing happens for two hours. Yeah, because I think I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I, I just don't remember a damn thing about it. That was just a franchise that was really hot for like a second, and then just was like nobody cares anymore. It's <laughs> like one of the ones where like everybody was like, yeah, the books are definitely just better or something. The books were really popular. I feel like the books were more popular than the movies. Like when you compare like Harry Potter. Like, over time, it kind of became equal. Like, the books and the movies right. were both popular. The Hunger Games. Hunger I, Games is like, also, oh, the books. Oh, they're making a movie. Cute. Oh, man. But I still love the book. You know, I, I feel like, like even now the book is not even like. I feel like now it's just like, oh, yeah, I like that book. <laughs> I love how this is a conversation between two people who have never read the Hunger Games book. No. Have you read it? No. I've, we've seen all four films, though. But we've never read a book. So neither of them. We've seen all four films. But I'm like, I think I've seen one. We're, like, the least knowledgeable people on the subject. Guys, I'm just going to say it. I like the Maze Runner movies. Oh, shit. Like, if you guys were talking about young adult things based on novels, I like those films. Yeah, come on, you're killing our cred. I'll take the hit on this one. <laughs> <laughs> was I actively watching the first one with you, or was it just... It was more passive, passive watching. Like it was on while I was doing something else? You were working, I think, and you would catch parts and be like, I like that kid from We Are the Millers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that guy's awesome. I like that series. Uh, It's a good time. But anyway, back to the AF high list. (laughs) Wait, what were we digging into? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that this movie... I immediately thought it was kind of going to be like a drama at first, but it is a comedy in a way. It's funny, but it doesn't get funny until Betty Davis is on the screen. Like yeah. she, she is so good at her like snippy remarks that like she's a funny character because she's saying the fucking truth. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to say I thought it was as much because we talked about this yesterday. I didn't think of it was much of a comedy, but she's funny. I think it's a dark comedy. But I don't feel like the movie is a is a comedy to me. 
but it it feels more like a 90s thriller (laughs) yeah that's why i think it's like a dark comedy because it's like this is ridiculous this is like this is a film about a stalker this this and and maybe i think a genuine definition like the legitimate definition of a sociopath yes because they don't have emotion she does not have emotion but she is mimicking and learning all of this stuff and it's like wow you are a sociopath yeah this is the i wrote this down this is one of my next notes is uh this was the original single white female absolutely and it took you kind of a while to realize it at first because you get the inkling when you see the beginning and then you see her being all like doe-eyed and stuff like that you're like oh this bitch is gonna turn and then the movie goes on for a while and you almost kind of like kind of forget about it a little bit no i never forgot i never trusted her that bitch is crazy not in the that, eyes not that you like oh i did have a i had a note about this too but not that you did trust her, but like you almost forgot about the beginning, and then you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like this is, and I think at that moment I was like, "Oh fuck!" This is the original single white female. So about like a half hour into the movie, I like wrote that down because I was like, "That's where we're going. That's that's what this movie is." I, it's crazy because you're just like waiting for it to get so dark and unforgiving. You know, yeah. you're just like, "This is some fucked up shit. This is fucked up shit," and like, it's so much big stuff that's happening. But, like, everybody just thinks Betty Davis, who is the most famous woman in this area, is just being a drama queen. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so manipulative. And you're, like, ah, but we all know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but she won't crack for a, the entire movie. There's a moment where the, fl- like, the switch flips. And you see but it. But that's at, like, it, the end. Well, you get a, you get about 15 minutes. The last it. 15 minutes. Yeah, that's you, the end of well, a two-hour... Oh, yeah. It's the end of the movie, but you do get... It's not, like, the last minute. You get, like, a good, juicy 15 minutes yeah. of, like, a really wicked performance oh, by... Oh, God. Uh, Ann Clark. Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. We got there. Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. Great performance. Dude. This is such a sinister movie. Yeah. Uh, another thing in, early on when she's describing her life and she's saying how uh, fucking sad it was or whatever and and making... This is the first manipulation where mm-hmm. she's making like um, Betty Davis like dote after her. Like, you know, like take care of her. And like that's the, that's the moment she like hooks her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... But uh, she mentions that, like, she was at the bottom, rock bottom, when she was working as a secretary at a brewery. (laughs) And I had made the crack that I was like, if you were at a party right now in 2018 and you were talking to just random people at the party and you walked up to somebody um, and they were, you know getting a beer with you or something and you were like oh what do you do and like oh i'm I'm an assistant because they don't say secretary anymore i'm an assistant at a brewery you would go awesome (laughs) yeah it's like that's the coolest job it's like oh you're like in the offices at the brewery like that must be so interesting yeah like now we're like that's so cool that's a cool job (laughs) making beer is a cool job now back then it was like there's one beer (laughs) yeah and it was like and it was for drunks you know it was like for like gross people so working at a brewery but it's like like a microbrewery Ooh, so fashionable (laughs) but nowadays yeah it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) but like it is cool (laughs) no yeah i'm being genuine somebody walks up to me at a party and it's like i work at a brewery i'd be like that's awesome which one tell me about it it's like i want to go is 
is there food? Is the food good? Like, we love bars. Like, we don't really drink, but we like we bars. We eat. Okay. <laughs> okay. They know that by now. We're stoners. Of course we eat. <laughs> oh. But yeah. I'm realizing that a lot of my initial notes happen all within the first scene. Like the ceremony. <laughs> this movie jumped and it like really hit my like pay attention mindset. Mm-hmm. Because... <laughs> during the narration that I wasn't a fan of at the very beginning, he was introducing every single character and he was saying them all by first and last name. And like, there was a lot of people he was saying. And I just, I'm a stoned person. I was like, I'm not going to remember any of these names. <laughs> and do I even know Betty Davis's character's name? I can't remember for the life of me. I remember Karen, but I can't remember hers. Cause it's, Eve, what's her last name? They said it about a thousand times. Montgomery. <laughs> it's I can't remember. Yeah, like I don't know it's their gone. names, but I just want to say Madeline Ashton because that's the same kind of character that Meryl Streep plays in Death Becomes Her. <laughs> like I can remember Madeline Ashton, who is like a theater the washed performer. Up act- oh. Oh, God, God damn Death Becomes Her. I kind of get a little bit of vibes because it's like the competitive women or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But this... they're both they're both crazy in Death Becomes Her. Of course we love like this movie and Death Becomes Her because Death Becomes Her is a camp horror version of this movie. Death Becomes Her is one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. Same. Like top 20 for sure. It might be in my top 10. We should put that in your list. I know. I, please, I'm going to write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Pen and paper, write it down. Um, it is. That is a fucking... Last and a half of a film. I kind of got vibes from, like, the the lead theater performer and, like, so dramatic and doting fans and all that stuff. And I'm like, I totally get... I'm curious if um, Death Becomes Her, like, looked back at all of these, like, show business movies. Had to have. Absolutely. It's Had so cool. And like it's also, stamped. like, set in another time a little bit. Like... Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they go in the past before they get to today. And then, like, today's kind of futuristic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally dig that. So I want to thank All About Eve for influencing that movie, even if they didn't intentionally <laughs> or like, right. no, like pick up things from All About Eve. I feel like if this there. movie didn't exist, that movie wouldn't exist. Right, right. Uh, yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. But yeah, I could, I see what you're saying with the uh, the beginning. I I couldn't keep track of anybody's last names. Or anything. Mm-mm. And I was like, don't give me all this right now. Like, <laughs> Give me five minutes give me to get five, settled. Yeah, I gotta get settled. You're giving me too much at once. Yeah. And I, I like caught on to the wavelength, obviously. But yeah, at the beginning, I was like, fuck, I can't. I need to get my notebook out. <laughs> but I'm taking notes on other things, like about to go away female and shit. <laughs> For like a two-hour-plus a two movie, they give you a lot of information, like, immediately. In the first minute. Well, in the first ten minutes, you learn everyone's story. Yeah. And you're like... We got two almost and a half hours. We got time. You know, <laughs> Let we breathe, like, slow down. <laughs> so it was scary at first almost, like as a stone person being like, oh shit, we're like in this already. Same. Had oh. that same thought. I have one last note about that opening ceremony. Give like it to I'm me. really getting into this. No, uh, mine my notes are later in the film. Just keep giving me yours. The guy who is like 
the announcer for like this award. You know, he's complimenting he's like yeah. Eve so and so is winning this prestigious acting award and he's like so he's just an old geezer who's like in the theater group or whatever. And he says the phrase such young hands. Yes. About Eve and I was like ew. That guy is so creepy. He kept saying other stuff too, but something about the hands. Remember in a different podcast episode, I literally mentioned that I feel like hands are very intimate. intimate. Yes. It's coming back, guys. Now I'm really... This podcast has made me learn things about myself. That's insane. I have like this weird connotation with hands. So when this old fucking geezer ahead of like a showbiz thing is like, she has such young hands... It's disgusting. Almost as if he can't help but say it. Yes. So it makes it even grosser. It's like a it's a tempting thing. Like it's like something he's thinking of but just slips out loud, but he like has to say it out loud and he's just like everyone else in the room who's old is like, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Look at them young little hands. And it's like gross (laughs) What is wrong with these people? Oh my god, this chair! (laughs) We almost had an incident. (laughs) I almost fell out of my chair, guys. I bet I will fall out of this chair at some point on this podcast. Because I'm so clumsy, I will probably like laugh and lean too hard. And I'll fall and like break my arm. And they're like, what did you do? I was high and I was talking to a microphone. Eight people. (laughs) I was talking to eight people. Well, how are you talking to them? Um, I have a sketchy microphone perched on top of three Harry Potter books in my dining room. And my computer's like wheezing in the background propped up by VHS tapes. And I'm talking about the 1950 film, All About Eve. (laughs) And they're like, what? (laughs) I was going to say... What would you like to order? As if I was telling this whole thing to, like, a waiter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Getting deep today. (laughs) Just being, being weirds today. We're being weirdies today, guys. This is one of them weird episodes. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) (laughs) One of the weird ones. I like how weird is a weird word. Weird is a weird (laughs) word. It's like how lisp is the way it is. Weird is... You know, like where it's like, it is, like the word is spelling out sort of what it is. Like an onomatopoeia? Yeah. Isn't that what that is? Is that what that is? I think it is. It's it kind of like it's, a... it's the, when the word is the sound. Onomatopoeia, right? Yeah. And then it's like pow. Like pow. It's, mm, no, it's more like a, like a shish or something, you know, like those kind of things. Swish. I will say getting into the movie. Eve is amazing. So this actress. Anne Baxter. Anne Baxter is amazing at being a psychopath. Or yeah, like a sociopath. Yeah. She's so good at it because she doesn't, like we were mentioning, she does have like a shift. You see the facade break later in the movie, like almost the end of the movie. But she is consistent throughout yeah, she does the doe-eyed, oh, I would never. And she has... I, I couldn't have possibly done that. You know what a big tell is? She has an answer for everything. Yes. That makes everyone think she... And it's like so obvious, but it's like if you weren't looking for it, 
you would miss it because she has an answer for everything. Yeah. You can't blame her for anything because it it sounds legit. Yeah. Oh, she's so good at being crazy. Which I think is an amazing, like, feat of the, like, script. This is a great script. Yeah, no, th- this... Th- like I said, this invented a genre. This is, uh... This is what all thrillers in the 90s were. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. that... They looked at All About Eve and was like, now nah, do we make this trashy? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the 90s thriller films were. But, like... This is the original. This, like, birthed a genre. This is another film on this list that, like, birthed an entire genre. And I love that genre. Yeah, I love the 90s thriller, like, you know, person that uh, loves you, smothering you to death. Yeah. But they wanted it all along. Guys, I love Fear. Fear With Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon and Grissom from CSI. (laughs) I had this thought yesterday and I was too stoned to share it with you, but you just reminded me of it. So I get to share it with you now. All About Eve. The male version, in my mind, was like, well, what? There's a male version of it where, like, a dude is destroying another dude's life and the dude won't believe him. And I'm like, what about Bob? And I'm like, all about Eve. What about Bob? That was on purpose. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I didn't think of it yesterday, but that does make sense. Uh, is that with Bill Murray? Yeah, Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Where, like, Bill Murray's, like, ruining his life and everybody loves him. And he's like, no, this person's, like ruining my life we need to like watch that it's a funny movie and since we just watched this movie like really see if there's even more like direct links to it like Like if it's a direct spoof yeah yeah. (laughs) or like well just like an homage too like yeah like following the beats of it exactly i'm curious yeah i wonder if they do like a flashback thing you know like how did i end up here (laughs) yeah i bet they do yeah what about bob that totally fits in this genre. My next note, I believe, is a line from Betty Davis because, she, like I said, she's, like, really funny. And I think this is from her, but it just says, I hate men. <laughs> and I made the additional note of all women when we're drunk. Yeah. No matter what your, like, sexual preference in a partner is, all women hate men when we're drunk. Because <laughs> it's like, God, they suck. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I love men, but like also you're the fucking worst. <laughs> and Betty Davis nails it just by saying, I hate men. <laughs> but it's such a funny way. It's like, you know, she loves her uh, boyfriend. Like they're such a great couple, but she's just like over it sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's okay to feel that way. Yeah, I know, but it's just like a funny thing. And it's like, dudes, don't get all high mighty because a woman is saying a man or pe- Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a throwaway statement. You guys are kind of the worst. But like, you're not... You can change. Be nicer. Be chill. Just chill out, bro. Yeah, man. I'm saying it to the stoner community. When you're sober, don't get aggro. Just be happy, man. And treat others... With a lot of respect. And smoke weed and have fun and uh, just giggle. Giggling makes the world go round. Yeah. We must be fueling the world. Oh, yeah. We fucking laugh a lot. You're <laughs> the only reason it's still spinning if it, if it does. <laughs> the world's like, we would have gave up long ago because of all this plastic everywhere. But you guys <laughs> are the reason we're still alive. Because <laughs> so, the world runs on giggles. 
<laughs> and you're the only ones giggling in this dark time. <laughs> I hate men. <laughs> what the fuck does this say? <laughs> oh, oh, it's like when you lie about your name. It's like... Oh, yeah. Well, oh, oh, the cop is asking her what... <laughs> Her old, because now the or not the cop, the the journalist. The, yes, yes. Yeah, he's asking her. He's going. He's like, oh, your husband who died, or you know, whatever. What's his name? What was his name? And she was like, Eddie. And then he was like, and he was like, and then he dropped it. But then you were like, last name, and then and you're like, Flarkin. <laughs> that was how we got. It's there. almost like a George Glass situation, where you know, like. You know George Glass. Who's George Glass? Who's George Glass? I probably know, but who's George Glass? I'm going to make you a shirt that says, who's George Glass? And everybody's going to be like, hey, I like your shirt. And you're like, I still don't know who George Glass is. Tell me. From the Brady Bunch. Oh my God, Matt. What the fuck? You millennial piece of shit. (laughs) I watched the Brady Bunch like all of the 90s kids did. Still waiting for you to prove it. Who's George Glass? I don't know. They. This is a thing in Brady Bunch, so much so that it is spoofed in the Brady Bunch movie. George Glass is um, Jan's boyfriend, and he's fake. This is the Hawaii episode. Oh, <laughs> it's one of George those. Glass. She's like George, and then she's like Marsha's like. What's his last name? And she looks at a glass, glass. on the table and she goes, glass? And it's like, I remember if you're that. not as smooth as Jan Brady, you might go, Eddie? Flarkin? <laughs> uh, I cannot believe you I, I, forgot I re- who George Glass was. That's a really fucking funny moment, especially in the movie. Yes! It's really fucking funny Because the they movie. make fun of it again. And it's like, this is outrageous. Can we just take a moment yes. to appreciate how fucking good the Brady Bunch first movie is? And the second one. Oh, the second honestly. one's pretty fun, but the first honestly. one is a perfect film. But it is like they looked at all the greatest hits of the episode and was yeah. like, we gotta like just not spoof it, but just show it again for how yes. ridiculous it was. But we're just gonna like linger on the moments a little longer yeah. and smile a little harder because then it uh, becomes a spoof. That movie was genius. I'm writing down that I just want to watch it. It's that movie's genius. All of those ones that came out around that time, because like Wayne's World falls in there, you know, not yeah. like a direct spoof of something, but like, you know, those kind of movies. Of those movies. shows, like those local town yeah. shows, two buddies, like that was a direct spoof of like the culture. Yeah. But not like, just like a thing, but yeah, like. Like Brady Bunch did it. Like, even Tommy Boy has a little bit of that because it's yeah. kind of spoofing. Those S- any 90s. SNL movie is spoofing something. Yeah, but like, that. well, Brady Bunch wasn't an SNL movie, but like. No, like, but you're, you're saying comparing a lot of SNL to, movies. Comparing now. to like SNL movies, yeah, just like those kind of like early 90s comedies were really something special. Also, like Wet Hot American Summer, which is an amazing spoof of that culture yeah. as well. Adam's Family was the other one I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great 90s adaptation. That was like Brady Bunch. Yep. It's so good. That one, though, the second one is is real good. Like, the second one might be better. I don't know. Second one's <laughs> I think, funnier. I think the second one of Adam's Family is funnier. But I think 
Brady Bunch movie one is better. But two's but pretty two's damn good. But two's good, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. So good. God damn it. Bless those movies. Anyway, getting back to All About Eve. <laughs> this has been a little bit about Eve. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking much about Eve. What about Eve? Something fun about this movie, and we just watched Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe. This movie, All About Eve, Marilyn Monroe is in this film, but as like a side character, like a very, very small side character. Yeah, she's like 10th build in the film. She's like in the movie. Her name still shows up on the card, but it's like on the third or fourth card. Yeah, and like she has lines. So you you see, you know, you get to see her in action, like her acting. She's not just like a background extra or whatever. Um, She's like 25 in this. Yeah. um, But she's, yeah, not the main focal point, which is weird because we just came off of some like a hot. And then also just like today's modern culture. She is so such an icon to see her in like kind of a bit part with not that much to do is actually kind of funny. Like, because we all imagine her as this mega fucking superstar. Which my point is about how she deserves that megastar status she has a maximum of like 10 lines in this. And she steals the fucking show for a minute, you know? Like, she's funny. Yeah, she's she's got a couple of back and forth banter. one-liners banter with the, uh, with the... She's with the critic at the time, I think, right? Yeah, they're all yeah. just sitting... It's like everybody at the she, end of the party. Yeah. Everybody's drunk and she's like, I'm with this old man and I'm going to try to be famous. Like, everybody knows it. Yeah. And, and she's so fucking funny. But, like, at one point, she totally, like, veers off and almost has, like, a mini speech yes. in there. And it's about it's becoming a superstar. And it, we were both just, like, she's stealing the show and she's predicting what's going to happen to her. To her. And she knows it. And she's, t- she's talking about herself. She's like, I'm going to be the next fucking big thing. She is so good. Like, are there any other Marilyn movies on this list? I don't think so. Oh, God, she's so good. Well, is, wait, is Gentleman preferable? I actually Gentleman? don't know. I don't think it is. Well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> I'm going to get, like, we're going forward in this movie. We don't need to get into specifics because everybody should watch this movie. Yeah, why, don't fucking just listen to us talk about it. Like, watch the movie. <laughs> like, I genuinely recommend you watch. Like, most of these movies on this list. But this one, for sure watch it. It's a blast. But, so basically, Betty... What is her real character's name? I don't know. And I don't I don't Damn. even know where my phone is right now to look it up. Is it like Carolyn or something? Uh, I'd believe it if it was. <sighs> I don't think it is. I don't think uh, it is either, but I'd believe it if you told me it was. But Betty Davis is so... She's finally catching on that Eve... All this stuff is really working out for Eve and not working out for Betty Davis. And like Betty Davis is like employed her... Basically to help her get all of her stuff together. But in turn, Eve is meeting all of these people. She starts, then she becomes the understudy like for her. She's basically trying to like ruin her reputation with her friends, steal her friends, steal her job, steal her life and fame. Yeah. And it's so bananas. Systematically, she is yeah, doing it's all so, these things. It's subtle enough because she never cracks that everyone starts to believe it. 
And Betty Davis is just like, fuck this. I see it now. And then she starts to snap over time. And she has a boyfriend who in the movie, I literally was just like, oh my God, Bill is totally going to fucking leave her for the younger model. Yeah. But I'm so happy. He's a good dude. He just loves Betty. Yeah. He stays with her. Even though, like, yeah. She's losing her fucking mind. And Eve tries to get him, too. And Eve tries to get him, too. She tries to seduce him. And he's like, I don't want anything to fucking do with this. Because then he, like, realizes that everything Betty Davis was saying is true. But it's so funny. She's, like, having this big, like, scene where she's, like, finally snapping and being like, why the fuck don't you all see this? She's some young thing coming in here, blah, blah, blah. And she says... Filled with music and fire is this new girl. That's what everybody says. She's filled with music and fire. Or no, that's what they say about Betty Davis. They're like, she's like, how would you describe me? I'm not some young thing that's perfect. How would you describe me? And they're like, filled with music and fire. She's like, music, fire. Is that me? Old kazoos and sprinklers. (laughs) And I was just like. That's how I feel sometimes, and I'm 26. <laughs> she is a boss. Old kazoos and sparklers. <laughs> like, I want that to be my autobiography. Old kazoos and sparklers. Like, she's loud, and like, she's left her mark, and she's still fucking so amazing. Yeah, but like, she thinks she's nothing. Compared. She thinks she's nothing because she is slowly being betrayed yeah. replaced abandoned but like she's not being fully abandoned it's like people's trust in her is fading and that's what hurts more than just sheer abandonment yeah you know if they all left her she'd be like fine but it's like they're sticking with her but not believing her yeah and that's so sad and then bill kind of breaks up with her basically just saying if this is all that you're gonna focus on we can't, we can't be this. together yeah. his breakup speech is incredible like, the movie's not about him, but this movie makes the movie about every single character. Yeah. Which is really smart and well done. Yeah, this is a really well put together movie. And, like, it's an ensemble. Like, it is It is all about Eve and it's all centered around Eve. And but I it's say not Betty about Davis, Eve at all. I would also say that Betty Davis is kind of the star, She's but the not. Star. But not because we do kind of get everybody's stories. At least the three women we get. Eve's story, Karen's yes. story, and Betty Davis's character story. <laughs> Betty Davis, and uh, but then we get, then we just get Dewitt, the critic. He's the yes. only dude we really get. Yes, Betty is the main character. I do see why she is the cover of the thing. She's the main character because we see how all of these decisions directly affect her. We don't really follow up with a lot of results of things. Like, we don't really see Eve's personal life or alone time life. You know, we don't get those monologues or anything. And Karen, same, we only see it when she's interacting directly with people. We spend time with Betty and, like, how she's figuring this shit out and how she's coping with it. So she is the main character. But... It's shared so perfectly with other side characters that it feels like a big ensemble. Yeah, totally. You're nail on the head. This big feud between Betty and Eve. (laughs) All like DeWitt, I think the director or the writer of the show and her boyfriend are all like, 
Betty is losing her mind. She's coming unglued because this young new thing is coming in here. She's crazy. All men, just dudes think women are crazy and paranoid, but it's because we see everything. You know, like we catch the subtle emotional manipulations and weird things in people's like tones of voices and actions. We're always like paying attention to stuff like what the fuck is going on? And everybody's like, you're just being paranoid or you're too sensitive or whatever. And it's like, something's going on here. This, I'm glad you said that first. This ties directly to my last. Okay, cool. So the whole movie plays with the notion sort of the is she or isn't she we know she is because we see the beginning Mm -hmm. but they give us so much things that it's like i could see why people think she's not you know they give us so much stuff and i kept saying no she's clearly evil but matt kept saying i was like i was like i know she is because we saw the opening but they're giving us so much yes and then i noticed it was only the men in the movie that couldn't see that all the women were like, something's up with her. It's Karen knew yes. something was Karen up. Karen was like, kind of like, don't be that mean to her. But she was picking up on some weird stuff too. But she was like, maybe she's just a socially awkward girl. And then as soon as she was like, what the fuck? You know? Like, yeah. she was right. Like, they're more quick to believe it. Yeah, because we do see the, the critic finally. Uh, he witnesses get, but it. But he like, he sort of detective figures it out. The women know. They don't yes. even need to like, you know, they don't have to have the They facts. don't know the details. We just know no. a person by seeing them. And dudes don't. And I think. They have to be told. And I think that's why I saw that in this movie and you didn't. You were like, she's just being evil. And I'm like, no, but they're giving us stuff to make us think she's and not. Like, nope. Knowing the fact she's not, but like trying to make us think, well, you know, but it's like, I'm a dude. So I thought that watching this movie because that's how the dudes are in the movie and i think that's how dudes are in real life where they're like well like we will give the benefit of a doubt to a pretty girl (laughs) yeah and it's like i think this movie is like super feminist because like i mean besides like all the women leads and like all this big controversy between like age in acting and everything it's just like it's refreshing to have them show that the woman isn't paranoid like it is true that this woman is out for blood right and then it's also feminist to have this woman be the villain and then like it's not erased by a sob story you know like i feel like a lot of times when women are the villains it's like oh well this this happened their hard life or whatever she's just she's a just crazy a villain. bitch <laughs> who literally lied about everything she is a compulsive liar and so manipulative and she just moves on she doesn't care so it's like it's also feminist to have that there can be women like that like, and like you can yeah. trust women you can trust people in getting a bad vibe from other human beings yeah no like this is feminist in both ways like it's feminist for the villains and for the hero and that they're completely three-dimensional characters though and also the men are very feminist in this too because like the guy is super loyal to her and then they kind of break up but he like still cares so much and, like, even though he doesn't understand, he goes to comfort her. And then when he sees it, he's immediately at her side and is just like, this is so wrong. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, nice to see something where, like, everyone in your life doesn't turn on you. Because I feel like movies 
everyone turns on you. Yeah, I sort of... And I, I don't think real life is that black and white. I I mentioned in, a, in another podcast, and I don't remember if it was ours or the other podcast I you do. You slut. Um, <laughs> but... I meant. I think it might have been this one, or maybe I just mentioned it to you and off air. Just I, tell me what it is. <laughs> I hate. I hate in movies, and I'm, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm finding out that I just like. I'm annoyed by it more and more. I sort of hate the all is lost point yeah. in movies. It's like it doesn't have to be. It can be just shitty. Yeah, shitty or like, I don't know, unfulfilling. It doesn't have to be like. Shit on shit on shit <laughs> on shit. How are we going to get out of this? Like, sometimes, like, being sort of melancholy is like, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Which, this movie does really well, like, to go against that. Because there is no real all is lost. She has a freak out. So, naturally, in, like, modernish movies, they would take that and then have her entire life fall apart. Her boyfriend would have right, left her. Right. Her friends would have abandoned her. She would have had no acting roles. She was still acting. She turned down her friend's play because she wanted to make that decision. She decided to marry the man she loves. And she was moving on. While the drama was still happening, she was a functioning human being. And I'm like, good for them. Like, not making, like, this character who's like, this is my entire life. Whereas Sunset Boulevard, that she was crazy. She was disillusioned, delusional about like life was only the stars. You know, she was crazy. And that's very cool for specific movies, but it is rather dramatic. This movie is like more real life. Yeah, it's like, no, it's time to settle down and just do this and just keep working, but I don't need to be... She took her bad situation and turned it into a positive thing. She was like, I'm not going to fight for those roles anymore because like, I don't have to. And people still love me and I'm still very talented. And it's like, oh, she learned something about herself through this really trying time. And I think it is like a cool thing. This is getting sappy for a second. But like, if you look back on any like horrible thing in your life, like you have changed somehow for the better. Like, you know, like you, you turn the situation into a either form of creativity or activity like you have to channel it into something because if you don't then you're just like you'll go crazy like sunset boulevard yeah that's kind of nice that they're like on polar opposite spectrums but they're both about showbiz yeah sunset boulevard and all about eve do this thing in different ways but doing so almost makes them kind of dip into genre oh yeah i think that like i think sunset boulevard is kind of horror movie-ish. And that's why I compared this one to like more like a 90s thriller. And I feel yeah. like moments like that are like staples of genre. And I feel like this dips into genre with that. Well, that's how... That's exactly why I compared it to Death Becomes Her. I actually do see this movie, especially the ending, as a horror movie. Because it gets really dark. And it's like... Then it switches to Eve's perspective after she lost all the like connections with all those people. She is super great, but now she's like kind of jaded by the fame. She like, look what she had to do to get it. And then the next obsessive fam comes, comes in to, to get her. It's a rep- repetitive cycle. You it's know? the cycle, the sick, sick cycle of Hollywood. Yeah. Well, it's not even Hollywood. This isn't. Well, yeah. Yeah. But the equivalent. So show business, show, like, bi- show business. I should yeah. Say. So then that mood shift reminded me exactly of death becomes her because at the very end, they live forever. They go to the funeral. And then they're stuck together. Like, the, 
it's just like a shit situation yeah. for that villain, like yeah. the villains of the movie. And to me, it's like a horror movie. So you totally like, yeah, these noir black and white films feel like horror movies. And I feel like that's why we like these better than some of the other ones on the list because we like horror movies. Yeah, they're genre-y. It's when it gets dark and it takes a chance to be like multi-dimensional that we really appreciate because that's what genre filmmaking does. Yeah, man. I just wanted to talk a little bit more in detail about Eve Switch. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Great performance. And like, oh, I love these moments in like the 90s thrillers and stuff like that. I love them then when they're, you know, trashy and pulpy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like um, in in movies, classy movies like this, <laughs> it's so satisfying. It's like you, you can this. see the change in their eyes. Yeah. You know, their eyes first. You this sick, twisted smile. It's almost like a Norman Bates fucking smile. Like, this is a crazy person. And they are finally, like, the shell is cracking. And they just, like, turn. And they can turn it on and off so quickly. But it's insane to see. And you're like, finally, it's so satisfying when it happens because you're like, she has been lying this whole time. And then when she like cracks and everyone sees it, you're like, yes, exposed, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) But there's also something so satisfying in the performance, too. Like when you're watching like somebody play doe-eyed for two hours and you get to see them go dark. It's like it's like whenever you it's a microcosm version of whenever you see like your favorite actor pop up in a dark movie, then they would usually yes. do light stuff. You get excited. You're like, ooh, someone's going to do this this year. See, we love seeing people have those dark moments and like be raw and real. And like, that's what I think is wrong with like just the current climate of our culture right now. Cause in 2018, every visual is about the perfect life. Yeah. You know, everything is smiles and happy and everything is normal and fine, but it's like these unrealistic standards we have to live our life, but we're all cracking on the inside. And I'm like, you can't lie and say you have no cracking because like that means you're the most fucked up of them all, you know, (laughs) you crazy narcissist. (laughs) And that's what Eve is. She only cares about herself. The second they're like, we're on to you. She's like, how do you want to spin this to make it work for both? You know, like she's immediately in the game. Yeah. Not a second of thinking. No, she's always on and she does always have an answer. Like you were talking about earlier. Even when she cracks, it's like, all right. She's like the ultimate villain. Yeah. Oh. I did not know that this movie was about this at all. Neither did I. Which is so fun (laughs) to go through. That's like such a great surprise to have. Yeah. the only thing else i had to say about this movie was the end score they kept repeating it and it kind of sounded like gone with the wind it did but like a dark gone with the wind maybe on purpose i don't know i don't know probably not though i don't think it was i don't think it was at all it did though you're right you're 100 percent right Watch the end of the movie, guys, and try not to hear the Gone with the Wind theme. Because it's like, la da, and then it like changes, but I'm like, da da. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I think that brings us to the end of All About Eve. Munchie time? Munchie time. Guys, this is a very special munchie time. Yes, because this week's munchie time 
was brought to us by Jackie from the Jersey Ghouls. Hey, Jackie! Thanks for listening, and thanks for sending along some snacks. We made these snacks the stars of our munchie time. I cannot tell you how excited I was. Like, there's nothing more exciting when you're a stoner than new snacks you've never had before that other people are recommending and saying they're good. You know? And Jackie took it a step further and sent us a note. Like, that detailed the special quality of each of the things that she yes, sent us. To, like, get us excited about what we were about to eat. So we, like, got notes about it. But then also, just, like, to take it a step further, Jackie, I think you'd be really proud of us. Uh, we used the note to pack the weed. <laughs> as well. I used... <laughs> I used my grinder and I uh, used the note as kind of a funnel um, situation. And I think it makes this note a little bit more special. Yeah. It really relates directly to the podcast. Yeah. It it, it has now had an intimate connection with the podcast. It's the perfect union between munchies and weed. (laughs) And I thank you so much for providing it. Um, So we're going to break down each of the things that uh, we tried. And Ashley wrote them all down. Uh, thank God you did because I suck at remembering <laughs> this stuff. So give it to me. What was the first one we had? The first thing you handed to me was peanut butter candy cakes, which there were a lot of cakes. There were like a lot of uh, cake snack. Tasty Cakes was the brand. Yeah. So peanut butter candy cakes. Did you have an opinion on them? What was yours? Mine was, Jackie, I'm going to say that this was my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> other tasty cakes i did really like this one almost confused my senses because the peanut butter flavor i think this is because of my background the peanut butter flavor was so reminiscent of a buckeye like homemade buckeyes where it's like the peanut butter on the inside and then you dip it into chocolate and like i make homemade candy from scratch with my grandma every year like fudges Buckeyes, coconut bonbon, like all that stuff for the holidays. So the Buckeye taste was like, oh, yes, Buckeyes. But then there was like a random piece of cake in there and it was throwing me off so bad. So I don't, I didn't dislike it, but it just made me want Buckeyes. (laughs) So in summation, you're saying you're, uh, you're better than these candies because you make your own candies. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I am 100% better than Tasty Cakes peanut butter candy cakes. (laughs) Uh, Did you like them? (laughs) No, that's what I thought of them too. Not so much. I I don't have any background with Buckeyes or anything, but I do make my own Tasty (laughs) Cakes. You can go royally fuck yourself. (laughs) Oh, I'm having fun. <laughs> We're having a blast, guys. <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, not having any background in them, we're just like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it was so weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I, I did like them. I did. We have more to eat, so I'm curious to try it again because we do have a little bit left over of it. So I, I want to give it a second chance. Yep. But the next thing we had, because you got to add a little bit salty after the sweet, we had crab chips. Crab fries. Yes. Yes. Crab fry chips. Yeah. They're like the ridges or whatever. I said that they were the greatest and that we need to visit. 
Yeah, uh, we said that these were the fucking bomb. They're the best, like, potato chip. These are the bomb.com. And I am jelly that we do not have these. (laughs) (laughs) For sure jelly. (laughs) Like the most jelly jelly could be. Because I would... Well, it might be a good thing because I would eat these constantly. Yeah. Like 24 hours a day, my hand is in that bag. Because I don't think I'm a big potato chip fan. Like, I don't like Lay's. They're too greasy. The ruffles, I, I don't really like ruffles that much. I'll eat them, but they're like not my favorite. Baked Lay's are my favorite of that kind, but I don't get them all the time. This is the perfect potato chip. Yeah, not too greasy, great flavor, just an all-around good time. Oh, my God. Five stars. (laughs) Kraft fry chips are the dopest. And then we moved on to the coffee tasty cake. I just wrote yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We we just, this is the one we ate all. This is what I was thinking. We ate all of this because we just ripped it in half. It was so good. And just ate half each. Yeah. Fuck yeah. These were also the bomb. We love coffee. We love these coffee cake things. I'm missing a tasty cake. I don't know what the other one is. I didn't write it down. Oh, butterscotch. <gasps> Snyder's. Snitters. Snoobers. Crimpets. Crimpets! Butterscotch crimpets. These were good. These were smooth, but they didn't taste as much like butterscotch as I wanted them to. I said that the more I ate them, the less I tasted. <laughs> like, it was a racing taste, like, flavor profiles in my brain. I was like, where's the butterscotch? But I liked it because it was nice. Oh, it was a sweet. Yeah. It was a. It was like a simple sweet. Snack. Simple sweet. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like ooh, and it was like kind of comforting. It was yeah. like gentle. I did like it. So it was a gentle lover. That was like a medium. That I liked that one. Yeah. The only one I didn't like was the peanut butter candy cakes. But our last thing we had in this box was a box of cookies, a, re- a generously sized box of cookies. Like this yes. cookie box is gonna last us a while. And these were called Sweetzel Spiced Wafers. We were warned they'd be like crack. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am hardcore addicted to crack. <laughs> because... The cookies aren't bad either. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Indeed like crack. They taste like a spicy fall atmosphere. Like it's very autumnal. It's very, like, yeah, ginger, molasses. It is. All the spices. It is a Michael's on Halloween in your mouth. Yeah, if you walk into a Michael's, like, Halloween section, there's glitter on the fucking floor. There's potpourri bags just crammed in the corners and kind of crushed. And there's, like, fake foliage everywhere of wreaths chewing on that. That's what it is. In the best way possible. And while you're eating it, you are standing in the aisle going, I have made it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I literally had a couple before we started recording this. Like, I'm very happy we have this amount. Yeah, we got got a bunch left still to work on here. So, Jackie, I cannot thank you enough for opening my eyes to these cookies, as well as the chips. Those are my favorites. Tasty Cakes, I'm a fan of. Don't ever... I don't want those peanut butter things ever again. <laughs> I didn't think they were that bad, I don't think. You would eat I them. I would eat them, but I were not my favorite. I like the gentle kindness of the butterscotch ones and the uh, sort of 
party in my mouth that the coffee cake was. So, but dude, those chips and those cookies. But though. the chips and the cookies are obviously the fucking. Jackie, I want to tell you that I think Matt's a little scared of how spicy the cookie is. I am. He literally was like, oh my god, that's so spicy. He burned a little. And I'm like, these are hella good. I don't like spicy like chicken but wings like or ginger. whatever. But I love like a ginger spice. Oh my goodness. And the molasses is so deep. Deep molasses. Deep molasses. <laughs> Delicious. Thank you so much. And you guys should check out Jersey Ghouls. Yeah, check out their podcast. They're awesome. I'm on an episode. <laughs> go find it <laughs> but definitely listen to more than that episode in fact never listen to that episode because fuck me <laughs> listen, listen to, to all their other episodes <laughs> except the one that i'm on because fuck me <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh and that concludes munchie time or as matt spells it mcuey's time <laughs> well with that said uh, i just gotta say that i have to give this film five mcuey's out of five mcuey's <laughs> because um i was close to because i had some problems at the beginning too giving it the four and a half out of five but in the end i came around so much to it that i still have to give it a five it might be my gentlest five out of five on the list so far i feel like you say that about every movie now (laughs) probably um because there's a hard number one and it's fucking casablanca (laughs) the rest are gentle fives um Um, no singing in the rain was so dope that's a hard five too yeah um Oh, fuck. Yeah, there's so many good movies on this list, AFI. Good job. Why the fuck is Lawrence of Arabia on here? Get it out of here! Uh, yeah, I love the performances. I love the pulpy story. I loved how uh, dramatic it was, but not in like an overbearing way and like a fun it's sort a of dark, like, soap opera way. way. Yeah, yeah uh, I've just really enjoyed the film. I really, 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 really enjoyed the acting, which I mentioned already, but like I can't say it enough. That's like my favorite part. These performances are wonderful. Hundo percent, dude. I'm giving it five flarkins out of five. <laughs> Funny words. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, five flarkins out of five because it's dope. You guys should watch it. We rented it on Voodoo. Hey, Voodoo, throw us a sponsor because these rentals are getting pricey. (laughs) Yeah, right? If you'd like to sponsor us, we'll keep watching your movies on your service. Just keep giving us free movies to watch on your service. Voodoo, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Someone had an advertising stroke. (laughs) Highly recommend this film. I really loved it. Hi, too. I had a blast. It's great. Yeah, you can definitely watch this one high or sober and really have a good time with it. And I don't think getting high takes away from it, but I also don't think you need to be high. But it works stupendously. Stupendously. Either way. That brings us to the end of this podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at AFHighList or on... That's on Instagram. Oh, hello. Um, and then Facebook is the AF Highlist Podcast. You can download our episodes through iTunes and Podbean. And what's the most important thing that they need to do, Matt? Sit in silence. That is correct. Um, while you scroll through your phone and hit that subscribe button, leave us a rate and share with your friends. Thanks for leaving me hanging there, buddy. I didn't know what the most important part was. But when you say it, then I'm like, duh, that's the most important part. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like don't, and subscribe. Don't repeat everything I just said because it's over now. <laughs> I missed it. I missed my chance. <laughs> I literally handed it to you on a silver platter. 
And I just looked at the silver platter. <laughs> and you're like, why isn't there food on there? <laughs> Eat words out of here. <laughs> Get these words out of this platter. <laughs> Put on some snacks. <laughs> Next week is number 17, Matt. It's the African Queen. Hey! <laughs> Yay! We are going to have a very special guest on that episode as well, so you will have to stay tuned for that. That, I think, is it, dude. Yeah. Come back, I think African we, Queen. I think we should go get high again. Are we going to get high again? I don't know. We'll talk about it after the podcast, but until next time. We've been high.